0: Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. Today, we're continuing our theme, our 2020 theme, Solid. And we've been learning about biblical foundations for strong disciples all year long. We've been saying that practicing Practicing God's Word makes me strong. And the month of July, uh, this this morning actually, we're starting a new series all about spiritual family and church life. The title of our July series is Not Alone. Turn to somebody and tell them, you are not alone. (laughs) Now, I'm just going to be really open and raw and honest with you this morning. Is that all right? Yeah. I really, really tried to prepare a different message for today. I tried. I literally sat down and tried to do it. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me something on Monday. And, and I knew he was speaking to me, but it was like, But I thought we were going in a different direction this Sunday, Holy Spirit. So I literally sat down on Tuesday and tried to prepare a different message. And the Holy Spirit would not leave me alone. He would not let me, he would not let me skip this word, okay? And it felt like he said, this is the first word for not alone. In the coming few weeks... We're going to learn all about the beauty and the power of belonging to God's family, the church. But we're going to start this series not alone. We're going to start this series about God's family with a word of warning from our heavenly Father. A word of warning. You know, the best thing about being in God's family is that we have God as our father, right? Turn to somebody and say, you're all right. But I'm in it for the father. Come on, turn to somebody and say, you're all right too. But the best thing, the very best thing about being in God's family is that we have God as our father. Do we all agree on that one? And We learn in the Bible that the father warns and disciplines his children because he loves us we have a father who is perfect love and because he loves us his sons and daughters because he loves this family so much at times he has to warn us and caution us and even discipline us and that's because he loves us how many parents do we have in the house Okay, even if you're not a parent, how many people do we have in the house that love children? Okay, I hope that's everyone. (laughs) If you saw, rather you're a parent or just simply a loving adult, if you saw a child getting himself into a dangerous situation, would you not warn that child? Would you not caution them? Would you not even go and grab them out of the street or whatever it may be? Imagine that we are imperfect in our love. Imagine the perfect loving God, our Father. He loves us, so when He sees that we might be getting into danger, He cautions us, He warns us, He comes to our rescue, and He does it by His Word and by His Holy Spirit. So, family, can we open our hearts to our loving Father today and receive His Word of caution? Good. Because today's message title is, No Family Membership. Come on, turn to somebody again and say, you're not alone, but there's no family membership. What in the world are you talking about, brother? Have you ever enjoyed the benefits of a family membership or a family pass? I've known RJ now for our worship pastor, RJ, okay, since he was 17. So he's about to turn 30, by the way. So, if my math is correct, that's 13 years. Ever since I've known him, everywhere I ever go with him, he says, Do you have military discount? <laughs> if you ever want to get a discount, go out to eat with RJ, all right. <clears throat> Do you have military discount? Okay. Why? Because he's part of a military family. So he has a family membership, a family pass, a family perk. For example, my children can go to Six Flags anytime they want. Well, anytime we'll take them, right? Because daddy pays for a monthly membership. Because I happen to really love roller coasters. All right. <laughs> they think I did it for them, but I did it for me. <laughs> except now I, got, I don't get to ride anything I want to ride because they can't ride it with me. And Liz is a wimp. She won't ride anything, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but anyway, my kids enjoy the perks of having a family pass to Six 6'5". Has any of you ever enjoyed any sort of family membership to anything? Maybe, maybe not. Or have you ever heard of a Netflix? Okay. (laughs) Disney Plus. Uh, Has anybody ever been part of a family plan at Verizon or T-Mobile or anything like that? Uh, uh, Okay. I've never been a part of anything. Have you ever heard of a family membership? (laughs) Okay. You at least know what one is, right? Now, listen, as wonderful and powerful There are family perks. Let's say perks, I mean, as, as many and wonderful and awesome family perks are. And there are wonderful perks of being part of a church family. Amen? Yes. I mean, there are wonderful benefits of being part of a family. In fact, if you're going to truly serve Christ as his disciple, you actually can't survive without being plugged into a church family. That's the way God made it work, okay? But as wonderful and powerful family perks are, and as wonderful and powerful as being part of a church family is, there are some situations in which, in which you and I must stand alone. There's no family membership for everything. For some things, yes, but in some ways, our family perks don't cut it just to be clear let me repeat myself you and i cannot say cannot cannot. thrive as a disciple of jesus without being connected to god's family you just can't it won't work okay we're a body we're the body of christ you know cut your finger off and see what how, how it goes with the finger hello okay Not the finger, stop, okay. I See, see y'all, are, y'all are bad, okay. <laughs> Cut one of your body parts off and see how long it lasts. See, we can't thrive, we can't be fully successful as disciples of Jesus without being plugged into a, a family, a church family, because we're a body, right? But, but, Just tell somebody one more time, you're not alone. Okay, pause. But when it comes to your personal commitment to Jesus, tell them there's no family membership. Before we jump into the scripture today, I wanna ask you four questions. Are you ready? They're not fun questions, but they're good questions. The questions we must take to heart. Here's the first one. Is it possible to be part of a healthy, thriving, spiritual family and still end up in hell? Is it possible? Is it possible to be committed to church but not committed to Jesus? Is it possible to be connected to the family but disconnected from the Father? Is it possible to miss out on encounters with God that were available to us because we simply weren't ready for them? Because we weren't prepared. Matthew chapter 25 today. I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation because I read it in many translations and... And this just makes it so clear from the original language, the feeling behind it. Okay? Are we ready? Yeah. You can follow along on the screen if you'd like or in your own Bible. Matthew chapter 25, 1 through 13. At the time my coming draws near, Jesus is speaking to his disciples, okay? As the time of my coming draws near, heaven's kingdom realm can be compared to ten maidens or bridesmaids. Say bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. Okay, it's kind of like a wedding. Who took their, oh, you guys know what to do. When I pause, you read it. All right. The 10 bridesmaids took their oil lamps lamps and went outside to meet the bridegroom and his bride. Five of them were foolish foolish and ill-prepared for they took no extra oil. Come on, say extra extra for their lamps. Five of them were wow. wise and sensible, for they took flasks of olive oil with their lamps. When the bridegroom didn't come, when they expected, they all grew drowsy and fell asleep. Then suddenly, come on, say suddenly. suddenly. In the middle of the night, they were awakened by the shout, get up, the bridegroom is here. Come out and have an encounter with him so all the girls got up and trimmed their lamps which means they lowered the light right but the foolish ones were running out of oil so they said to the five ones share what did they tell him? Share. share your oil with us because our lamps are going out we can't they replied there's no family membership hunter translation okay we can't share we, we can't we don't have enough for all of us you'll have to go and buy some for yourselves while the five girls were out buying oil the bridegroom appeared And those who were ready and waiting were escorted inside with him and the wedding party to enjoy the feast. And then the door was locked. Later on, the five foolish girls came running up to the door and pleaded, Lord, Lord, let us come in. But he called back. And I think it was, it, I want you to imagine it, okay? When you read the Bible, remember, it like, this is, this is actual life. It's not just words. I want you to imagine it. I think he did something like this. I don't know if he peered over the door or if they had one of those little holes to look through or what. I don't know. But they're like, let us in, let us in. And I think it was something like, do, do I know you? No, you gotta go away. I, I don't know you. I can assure you, I don't even know you. Not departest thou? I don't know you. <laughs> no, it was. No, I don't. I don't even know you. Sorry, you can't come into the party, cause I, I don't even know who you are. <sighs> you <hear> <laughs> That's the reason why you should always stay awake and be alert because you don't know the day or hour when the bridegroom will appear. Ten bridesmaids, same group of people, two very different outcomes. Come on, say, no family membership. So to answer the first question, yes, It is possible to be part of a healthy, thriving, spiritual family and still end up in hell. If that doesn't make you check yourself before you wreck yourself, I don't know what will. It is possible to be part of a church that's in the biggest revival in history a thriving vibrant holy ghost filled anointed family and still not make it and the reason is you can't get into heaven on your friend's coattails I'm not going to make it into my, into heaven because my family followed Jesus for real. Matthew 7, Jesus talks about folks coming to him in eternity and saying, but Lord, like, didn't we do the stuff? Didn't we do miracles in your name? Didn't we cast out devils? in your name like we even had the name we didn't just have the name we used the name and with the list could go on and on you know we cast out demons we did miracles what we 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 we, we fed the orphan we went on mission trips we you name it we healed the sick we raised lots of money and gave it to the poor great but um I don't even know you. I've had this happen where people come up to me in public, especially when I was a missionary in Mexico. People knew me because I was the palest guy in town. <laughs> so they just found out who I was. They knew my name. They couldn't. So li- literally, people would come up and say, Hunter. And I'm like, hi there, brother, sister. It's good to see you, haven't seen you in a while. But inside I'm like, I have no idea who this person is. (laughs) Because it's possible, number two, to be committed to church but not committed to Jesus. Public versus private. Both are important. But public holds no water if it doesn't have private as the bottom of the glass. It's a cracked cistern, Jeremiah said, that holds no water. My people have done two terrible things. They've traded me for other gods, says in Jeremiah. But they've also made for themselves cracked cisterns that hold no water. A public, outer, mm, visible Jesus thing that if you look inside, ain't no Jesus in there. Jesus on the outside, but no Jesus on the inside. Public versus private. See, the reality is, reality is, is my notes froze up on me. We're going to stand before Almighty God one day, and it's not going to be our our entrance into heaven's kingdom isn't going to be the list of things we did. We will receive rewards for those things. That's biblical. We definitely will receive rewards, but we shall not enter based on name only. Works are good, but works are worthless if not based on relationship and faith in Jesus himself. It is possible to be connected, committed to church, but not committed to Jesus. In the same way, it is possible to be connected to the family, but disconnected from the Father, The family of God, the church, is all about relationships, right? In fact, the body of Christ is built on through relationships. Bear with me on this one. What good is it for me to have the closest of best relationships with my brothers and sisters if my relationship with the Father is not intact, What good are all these relationships if this relationship isn't isn't good? What good is it to be super connected to church? It's very good to be super connected to church and every one of us ought to be intricately, intimately thriving in our relationships in the family of God. Absolutely. But what good are any of these relationships if this relationship is not good? I know people... I've been around church since I was four or five years old. I've watched people be years in church, totally connected to each other, have the name of Jesus, go on the outreaches together, go on the mission trips, give their tithes and offerings, be in a small group, and then all of a sudden, they backslid no it wasn't all of a sudden it happened slowly but surely because they were connected to the church they were connected and in relationship with one another but they failed to develop this relationship and in the end all of this counted for nothing and you will not stand before the father and he'll say come on in based on Matt's relationship with me. (sighs) Come on in, your mama prayed a lot for you, I guess I'll let you in. There's no family membership. It's possible, the fourth question answered, to miss out on encounters with God, experiences with Him, That were ready and available for us to have. But we weren't ready or available. We weren't prepared. Now listen. We have to be very careful with this. It's not about earning anything. Are y'all with me? So don't walk away today and say, Oh, we got to go out and do all the work so that we can be acceptable to God and have encounters with him and be welcome into heaven. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No. It's not about earning anything. It's about being prepared for it. Yeah. You know, I was thinking this week, because I've heard it. I've, I've heard it in, in people's words, but I've heard it even more without the actual words, but through attitudes okay have you ever felt this way or have you ever found yourself wondering why it seems other people have more God activity in their life or more blessings in their life or more experiences encounters with God than you you ever thought that maybe you haven't said it maybe you have said it (laughs) maybe you've just thought it why do they seem come on let's just be real Why do they seem to get more touched than I do? Why do they seem to experience God more than I do? Why does it seem like God blesses them more than he blesses me? Maybe you've even thought things like this or felt this. Maybe I'm just second rate. This is one I've actually heard people say, you know, it's just not my personality to be touched like God like they are. I'm just, not, I'm just not made that way. Now, listen, I'm not saying everybody has the same touch of God and manifests the Holy Ghost in the same way. Okay. <laughs> but, but I've heard people say, you know, I just haven't really experienced God like them. Maybe it's just not my personality. Maybe I'm, I'm just different. Maybe even you felt, maybe God just doesn't like me as much. <laughs> and again, probably you wouldn't dare to say it, but I bet some of us have felt that way why them and not me can we be real some of you are looking at me like mm-hmm, and others are you look others are you lo- are looking at me like why would he say that okay why them and not me maybe God just likes them better no God doesn't like anybody better than anybody else let me restate that god doesn't love anybody more or less than what he loves anybody else god's love is perfect unconditional and equal for every human being on the planet but what if those people come on say them and maybe you're one of them maybe you're one that's like "Whoa, i'm super touched and always filled with the holy ghost all right great I'm just walking in every blessing. Well, praise the Lord. But what if, if you've ever felt that way or thought that way and maybe unconsciously or subconsciously blamed it on God or or even judged them for being, I don't know, more super spiritual or something. I don't know. What if those people were actually doing something to be prepared for the things of God that you weren't doing, that I wasn't doing? Maybe, just maybe, they've been doing the necessary work to go buy extra oil when I've been too lazy, too busy, or too distracted. Maybe, just maybe, it has nothing to do with God liking them more than me. Oh. Maybe... We'll very soon have a TV out there in the lobby so that you can continue to listen to the word of when you have to take your baby out. But maybe, just maybe, you notice people with extra oil because they actually did the work to get the extra oil that maybe we didn't do. Sometimes, come on, we're, we're going to start running with this. Sometimes people find themselves disappointed in the group for not providing certain things and meeting certain expectations that the group was never supposed to provide or meet. Sometimes we find ourselves disappointed in the family for not providing certain things and meeting certain expectations that the family was never designed to provide or meet. Sometimes we find ourselves deeply disappointed and offended at the church for not providing certain things and meeting certain expectations that the church was never even supposed to provide or meet. Don't look to your family to do for you what only you can do for yourself. I cannot expect the church to collectively fulfill my individual responsibility. Oh, I better say that one again. I cannot expect, unfortunately many do, but we should not expect the church to collectively fulfill my individual responsibility. (sighs) Come on, tell somebody, say, you're not alone, but you stand alone in this. The good news, how many is ready for some good news? Yeah. The good news is we have a loving Father who lovingly warns us and cautions us and invites us to make the right decision. Make the right choice. Listen, oh, this is, this is gonna set somebody free today. You need to hear this with your heart. Your destiny, your purpose Your calling, your gifting, even your encounters with God and your Christian experience isn't left up to the fate of other or or to other people. It's your choice. What God ends up doing in your life and with your life has nothing to do with anybody else. It has everything to do with you. It's not about fate. It's not even about what the group does. It's not about I don't, I'm not as blessed or I'm not having such a great experience because so-and-so, because my wife, because my husband, because my mom, because my mother-in-law. <laughs> but even more common, because that church I go to, because that church I go to sometimes when I feel like it. No told you I was going to be real today. Is that all right? Heed the Father's warning. Heed the Father's warning. One day, you're going to stand before Almighty God, and it's not going to matter what you thought of me, or Encounter Church, or First Baptist Church, or First Methodist Church, or the North Georgia Revival, or whatever. It's not going to matter. What's going to matter is, up oh, there's Jesus. Know you. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I wish I could let you in, but I just don't know you. Heed the Father's warning. Turn to somebody and say, Don't be a fool. Now tell him, be wise. Come on, tell him, be wise. Do the work. Do the work. What work? Tell him, buy your extra oil. now quickly to land this plane really quick the oil lamp okay let's just break it down the oil lamp first of all the oil represents the anointing of the holy spirit the anointing of the holy spirit maybe you're like i don't even know what that word anointing means good i love explaining it to people that don't have any idea what it means and if you think you know what it means, great. You might learn a little bit more today. Anointing, listen, when people say, oh, I feel the anointing, yes, I, I'm one of those who tend to feel it a lot. <laughs> we know. <laughs> the anointing is not a feeling, although you can feel it. The reason I say it's the anointing because oil in the Bible is a theme throughout the Bible that represents the presence and the power of the Spirit of God upon somebody's life, okay? In the Old Testament, the anointing was, this is not oil, but if it were oil, let's not do that. Anointing was taking a flask of oil and literally pouring it out over somebody, okay? Receive it. Okay. <laughs> the presence and the. Who wants to experience, not just know about it, who wants to experience for yourself the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in your life yes. in a real way? Yes. Okay, well, we learned that the bridesmaids had to buy extra oil. What's the price? What's the price then? The price is both private and corporate prayer and worship. Both private and corporate. Forget corporate until you got private. We've already established that, right? Corporate is to go in the glass that has the private bottom so that it will not leak out. Are, we, are you with me? The corporate presence of God, the corporate anointing is really powerful if you have a, if your life is a cup that has a solid bottom through your private, private relationship with Jesus. Corporate prayer and worship, but private prayer. And listen, if the only time you pray is on a Sunday morning at church, or at Wednesday night prayer, or when when you have your little prayer time at small group, if that's the or, or 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 God, you know God is great, God is good. Let us thank Him for this food. Good, but listen, if that's the only time you talk to the Lord, He doesn't know you. He he doesn't know you. If the only time you worship is when we sing songs on Sunday morning. He doesn't know you and I'm sorry to say it so bluntly but he doesn't know you if you don't have a private relationship with him. Private, intimate relationship. Prayer. Talk to God when you're by yourself worship him when you're by yourself you say i don't sing worship isn't singing anyway you don't need to sing to worship sometimes all i do is stop and be quiet and stare at him or talk to him worship pray commune with god in private and you will experience his presence and his power in your life i can promise you because those who seek him Find him the oil the anointing the presence and power of the Holy Spirit how about the lamp the lamp is the light it's the Word of God it's the Word of God if I want the Word of God shining bright in my life if I want the lamp to stay lit who wants your lamp to stay lit man it would it would suck it would be terrible it would be terrible if my lamp were lit for a little while and then it just burned out. I mean, how dumb would that be? What, how worthless and pointless should have never even lit it if that were the case? I don't know about you, but I don't want my lamp to go out. I want it to burn brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. Yeah. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It's His Word. Now listen, what's the price to pay? We're talking about the extra oil to keep that lamp burning bright. It's the Word of God, both private and corporate. We already talk about this about every other Sunday. But here, at, you're going to receive teaching and preaching of the Word of God every time we come together we have Sunday services we prophesy the Word of God on Wednesday nights at prayer we have small groups where we discuss and study the Word of God we have discipleship classes where you're taught the Word of God systematically but let me just if that's all they're not gonna make it far that lamps gonna be pretty dim. This is why I insist and we insist on you personally, privately, reading your Bible on a daily basis. Well, I missed a day. Well, who cares? Start again tomorrow. Just keep going. The lamp's not going to burn out because you missed a day. But it just might if you miss a year. They listen, Well, I'm, my life's really busy right now. I have a bunch of little kids. All right. Maybe you can't read five chapters a day. Read one. Read one as you're sitting on the toilet. I've been there. When my kids were toddlers, that was about the only option. Look for moments on a daily basis, on a consistent basis, to read the Bible privately. That will cause your lamp to... Stay burning. It's the private life with God that makes me known in heaven. It's the private life with God that makes you known in heaven. Who wants to be known in heaven? I I don't want them to tell me. "Mm, Sure, I don't know you. I want them to go hey come on in next time there is an encounter with Jesus at my fingertips I want to be like I'm in I was ready for it they weren't ready for their encounter we're getting a new stage soon too don't worry all right they were five of them were ready five of them were not ready the question is today well, let me just say this one more thing. My public life as a disciple is the outward expression of what I cultivate in private. My public life as a disciple, as a follower of Jesus, is the, just the outward expression of what I cultivate privately, my private life with God. If not, that outer shell, all it's gonna take is a... And... Seen it happen too many times. If you start backsliding when things get hard, you better check on what's inside. If when opposition or criticism comes your way, or when the sins of the past creep up and they're like, you know you want to come back, and you start actually considering going back to the nonsense, you better check on what's inside because if the outside can crumble, there was no foundation on the inside. Stay awake and alert, that's what it said. Maybe we could go back to that final uh, verse, I think, Garrett. um, Let's see, it was verse, whatever the last one was. (laughs) I think 13, 12 or 13. You were there. Yeah, the very last one. Help me, Lord. Okay. <laughs> That's why. You were there. Perfect. That's the reason you should always, 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 always. Always, because you never know when. Always, always. We don't have time to backslide for a month. Always, always, always. always, We don't have time to backslide because we're still scared. Always, always, always. We don't have time to backslide because I'm just going through one of those phases. I'm just not feeling it lately. So-and-so offended me. The church isn't meeting my expectations my calling I don't feel like I'm being fed and I don't mean to be ugly y'all know me you know I'm nice (laughs) but those are ugly attitudes y'all always come on say always We can't afford to not be awake and alert for one minute. Jesus could come back tonight. I don't know about you, but the signs of the times are pretty timely. They're increasing. They're intensifying. I don't want to be caught off guard. I don't want to be caught taking a spiritual nap. I want to be ready. I want to be prepared when he shows up. And maybe maybe not the second coming. I want to be prepared for the next powerful encounter that's just awaiting me right in front of me. I want to be ready for whatever it is that he has for me. Stay awake and alert. Be alert for the pad. Stay awake and alert. We are living in the last days. Don't nobody believe it. I believe it. We're living in the last days. I don't know. Is there a month left? A year left? A hundred years left? I don't know. That doesn't even matter. What matters is we're getting closer and closer and closer to the sudden, unexpected coming of the Lord. Are you ready? Are you ready today? Are you ready right now? Will you stay awake and alert and stay prepared? We need the family of God to be ready for Jesus' coming. We do. We do, but simply being a part of the family is no guarantee. We need each other, but just being together doesn't guarantee us anything. Just ask the five foolish bridesmaids. They were together. They even fell asleep and had their nap together. But what different outcomes For the same the members of the same group of people. See, what we learn through this is that when it comes to my relationship with God, ready? This is this is this is the point of points I want you to take home. Right? When it comes to your private personal relationship with God, Jesus teaches us here that extra is actually just enough. Extra is actually just enough. Because those that didn't have extra didn't have enough. Just enough of Jesus won't cut it. It won't, you won't make it. Barely getting by, safe in the home plate, you're gonna be called out. Superficial won't suffice. And you and I won't be able to borrow anyone else's light, oil, fire. There's no family membership. Jesus is inviting us to make the right decision today.